Hi class, um, this is the first lecture. Um, my name is Faisal Bachara. I'll be your professor for HRMS uh, or Human Resource Management course for the next semester, for this semester. And uh, I hope you will be enjoying the course with me and uh, just for a, a, a brief uh, introduction for myself. myself. Um, my name is, as I said, Faisal Bachari. I've done my education in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I did my high school there, and I did my undergraduate studies in University of Winnipeg, and another undergraduate studies in uh, the bachelor and uh, and the diploma, and also a diploma in business information system. And I've done my graduate studies in the um, international business. Now, while I was uh, studying, I was working also uh, part-time. I was working for uh, uh, United Nations, United Way, um, helping the uh, new immigrant to counseling them on settling to the new country. And usually for two years, I will be in charge of helping them in, in the different issues from uh, <clears throat> simple stuff like how to take the bus up to the most complex stuff, like how to apply for the income tax and do their education in this country. Once I'm done, I was done with uh, my graduate studies in the international business, I got a job in Abu Dhabi, UAE. Where there, I we 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 start working for I start working for uh, uh, um, Abu Dhabi's gas, which is called Edgas, a big sophisticated oil company supplying all uh, uh, UAE with gas and international also. And basically, uh, uh, I was in charge of product manager for a, um, a product software called HR SAP or Human Resource SAP, SAP. And we worked for that uh, and as a project manager also. And uh, uh, it took over a year to finish the implementation. It was a very complex and sophisticated. We had teams coming in from Germany, from UK, from local. We all worked together to go live for HRSAP. After that, um, when the project was over, I just want to come back to Canada, stayed in Dubai, where I got a job offer. I started working for Edgemont University of Science and Technology. As an HR manager, they had around uh, seven faculties, uh, and uh, I was in charge of their HR. And also, I helped as a customer, not as a supplier this time, uh, to implement uh, Oracle HR system and finance, Oracle financial system. Uh, during that time, took a few years, I was also teaching uh, second year and fourth year uh, commerce students uh, in UAE. Uh, after a few years working in Dubai, then I decided to whether move back to Canada or uh, where I was born, which is in Kuwait. And um, basically, um, 
I had a, a good offer in Kuwait where I, uh, it's, it's uh, the uh, largest uh, an IT integrated, uh, software integrated company in Middle East and North Africa with a 3000 consultant. So I was looking after um, uh, starting and launching and development for uh, a product called Banner, which is student information system. Uh, but Banner was made of uh, a suite, which is including HR Banner, Financial Banner, uh, all these SIS uh, system plus LMS and CMS. And also I was looking after a very sophisticated in that time, a product called IBM HR Access, which is uh, basically HR solution and then Oracle ERP suite. So I was doing some consultancy in the field of HR for mid to large size HR companies to have to implement the softwares uh, according to their financial needs and requirements. After a few years working with them, uh, probably I worked with them for 15 years or 13 years. And uh, after that, um, I started to uh, have my own uh, ventures and business, which is in the field of higher education solutions. And we I worked with a company as a partner with me uh, in Chennai, India, we implemented a few uh, applications for uh, uh, education and also for the Ministry of Migration in Iraq. We had our own application in the field of HR also on higher education. So uh, then eventually um, time passed by and uh, I decided to move back to Canada and the uh, first thing that I got is working for uh, in Montreal as a HR uh, as an IT consultant. It was basically a company's mid-sized to large-sized companies is applying, thinking of buying or replacing or upgrading their softwares, and uh, we come to the picture and help them to select the best fit software according to their requirement and processes. And uh, then uh, because they were to a French speaking area with my family and I, we decided to move to Toronto area. So right now I'm in Toronto. I teach uh, uh, graduate studies in business information system and I teach undergraduate studies in human resource. Oh, by the way, uh, while I was in Dubai, I also got my second uh, uh, graduate studies in uh, uh, marketing. So this is uh, all uh, my work. And uh, <clears throat> without further ado, I will start with you guys to talk about the course in general, and then we're probably gonna try to finish one chapter every week and uh, well, we always know the details of it. So bear with me, just I wanted to share my screen with you. And uh, here we go. Now, um, so uh, the first thing first, let's, uh, uh, I would like to welcome you for the course of the Introduction to Human Resource Management. And uh, it is uh, 
The course all about is introduction to study of a human resource concept dealing with the development and direction of people, including recruitment, selecting, testing, placement, uh, induction and training, and all these issues of the HR today. Now, um, <clears throat> the, the, the course, as you see, uh, will be delivering the course online for you, and then we take it, uh, you will be responsible of, the, of looking at this course and then um, understanding, and if you have any question, you can email me or chat with me. Uh, the books is required is uh, essential of a human, uh, managing a human resource, the fifth edition. There is also a backup book that if you cannot find or you don't find this interesting, you can utilize the backup book, which is I'm going to show it to you uh, later on. So you have an option of between one of these books, and that one is, I'm sure, available on McGraw-Hill if you have a book, you know, if you're interested in, in getting uh, looking at McGraw-Hill because it costs some money, I believe, to get into McGraw-Hill. Anyway, but the bottom line, I will have these courses available for you online, and also I will supply you with the, with the notes and all necessary information so you can work it out, things like this. Now, as you know, um, the education in Canada is different than lots of countries, and they are very advanced when it comes to education. The, the goal is of education is the fact that we have attained, we, we, we are asked to, um, and create environment where is a learning environment, it's not a teaching environment. So the environment that you're gonna learn in it, uh, and you're gonna be also be collaborating with the team, uh, and you're also gonna be thinking of out-of-box thinking, creative thinking, and issues like that. So the whole idea is, my goal is really to uh, start you on the road to have some critical thinking, out-of-box thinking, group work, um, and develop your skill. And you know, well, the goal is, as we say, the only constant thing in life is change. So today, whatever you're gonna learn might be adjusted a little bit. So you need to, um, you know, um, keep learning. And this is part of the today's rules. So hopefully you will be enjoying this course with me. And we will be talking and trying to meet uh, all these requirements in this list. Please take a look at the list I've already uh, posted them for you. So the second thing that I wanted to look at, you look at it, and this is the most important where you, we do the assessment and uh, is the, the syllabus. So as we said, is a course called a human resource management and it's an MGN 105 and for this fall. And my name is Faisal Bachari and this is my email so you can write to me anytime. So the book is, as we said, is Understanding a Human Resource Management, a Canadian Perspective. And uh, uh, the grading as, uh, you know, general grading is you get an A if you score 80 to 100. B, 70 to 79, and C, to uh, C, you get from 60 to 69, and D, um, if you get 50 to 59, and F, uh, anything below than 50. Don't worry about this, because uh, 
if you, my goal is really if you can show me that you understand the material and you can come up with you know your creative your perspective and you participate in the course then i will be you know um uh, i would be very happy to give you a very good mark in this issues because is this is the goal is participation attending um so but don't please make mistake between attending the classes and participation in the classes attending is something that you have to attend every every time we do this class participation has a two do two different things participation in the in the course itself with me and and the second part is with the rest of the class so the communication um, is an essential for them and i will be uh, really uh, introducing step-by-step -step different application where you can collaborate and you can participate and you can really uh, present your ideas and talk to your rest of the team because it's important that you are um, getting into that atmosphere. Today, um, well, I've been doing this for like uh, over 20 years where I, I usually have some people who's been uh, usually work with me in uh, different countries for a different project. So we, I, I might have, I'm, I'm, you know, the last one of the projects that I worked on it. While I was in Canada, we worked on uh, something called um, <clears throat> um, OG Money or One Global Money. And it's an, a, a mobile app where is a one-hop shop, just like you're walking in a mall, you're walking in one app and you can do all your payment, uh, your traffic light, anything. And also you can do um, buying tokens and making pay and payments and transferring monies, all these things, the daily requirement, you can do it for one uh, uh, application. And it was very interesting and very sophisticated because you had to meet so many requirements, uh, so many restrictions to have such an application because you needed to meet the financial, the security, the technical, the application, and the, you know, the, the, the touch and feel. And I had teams in India, in Kuwait, in Egypt, in Canada, and we were launching for uh, a product for a, 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 a some Middle East countries. So it was a very sophisticated application and we had an international team and the international team needed me to utilize so much of collaboration tools, communication tools. And I've, this is where I'm trying to get you on that level with me and this course. So um, the assessment is, this is the main assessment. Um, ignore the previous, uh, this is how I'm gonna assess your, your course, is a 20% assignment, uh, individual assignment. Uh, you will have a 20% worth of midterm test, midterm test usually, I'm not gonna do it, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, multiple choices or, or um, you know, right or wrong. It will be, uh, for example, uh, 12 questions, select 10 questions, and you need to write. And the question will be kind of an open book exams in a way that you need to understand the material in order to you, for you to answer these questions. And, uh, and it's important for you 
you know, we have all kind of tools that we find out that somebody is copycatting. So you know, you want to make sure that you don't do these stuff because this is kind kind of uh, unacceptable. Now the third part is would be uh, a group assignment and presentation. Later on, I will put you with the team and you will communicate with them, as we said, online. And then you set up your group team, uh, your group, and then, then you start your assignment, which is, is worth of a 20%. And the final exam is a very similar would be in a midterm exam. So you will have a 12 question answer, 10 of them, or seven answer, five of them, something like that in that field. It depends on the on the how large is the uh, required for the answer, and then you have um, uh, quizzes and participation, which is as, as I said, participation is not attending. Attending is must, but participation is that you attending the class, communicating with your team, communicating with everybody. So this is a very important thing for me. Now there is an application that I will be introducing to you step-by-step uh, uh, step to utilize it like a Padlet and Kahoot and uh, and each one has a certain reason to utilize it. Something like Yammer where we can do communication and collaboration with each other. So this is the part where you need to really look at the assessment, how it's done. And, uh, and uh, we try, we will try to make sure that we finish one chapter um, or one subject uh, every, every, every week. So keep in mind, every week you will have one chapter covered uh, and this is the schedule of each week there. You, you will have them posted on your uh, website, uh, on the Google Classroom, so you can look at them, download them, and study them for uh, better understanding for your tests and for your assignments. Now, as I said, anytime you have a question, feel free to write to me. I will be glad to answer you. And uh, without further ado, um, let's start um, probably uh, talking about the presenting the chapter one. But before the, I present the chapter one, um, I would like you to look at uh, this short video to see how things is uh, changing as an HR. And, uh, and it's important for you to understand how things is, is in HR. Is, is is working these days. This is about uh, how Google. We had a very similar environment when we were working in international turnkey system. I would like you to show you this, so you probably will enjoy that.
So, um, now, um, as we see, well, just give me a second. We notice that, that the fact that, um, uh, this is um, this is like um, uh, I apologize, there's some kind of clinches and then in my mobile on my laptop, but that's okay. So you notice that in this kind of an environment, it's you're probably thinking, okay, that's only Google does that. But amazing when I was working in the international turnkey system, for example, we did have all these. We had a sleeping room, we had a relaxing room, working out room, and we used to once a year, get a flight to the headquarter and play ping pong tournament and imagine everybody is flying from somewhere on the expense of the the company just to play ping pong tournament and uh, you know that's when you meet uh, the employees talk about if there is a business happening or something like that so there is 
um, such environment available in, in many companies, especially in North America and in Canada. And you probably, if you're lucky, you can, can land one of these jobs here also. Um, I assume the other countries also, uh, they have the same environment because while I'm traveling internationally, I've, 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 I've run to some companies who did that. Some of them had even movie theaters um, like um, LG in, in South Korea had a movie theater. So you go there and watch movie and have your popcorns also. So um, these are can be um, available and it's all about making the employee feel better that will be he will be part of the organization and then when you become part of the organization you can produce produce more and more and more so the whole concept is is, is like that now um <clears throat> so let me start as we said with the the presentation as you said we we there is two books that you can utilize one of these to make feel, feel free which one you're using is fine but you will get these notes also from me so the part first the part one is the environment that we will be talking about and in the chapter one which is this is the book that you can find it on mcgraw hill i wanted to put it on the first so you can see it but if you cannot find the first uh, announced book that i made and i will go with this because it's also a canadian uh, addition. Um, uh, it's the chapter one is about the human resource in a globally competitive business environment. And question this chapter will help managers and you know HR employees to answer is how have uh, global flow of information and knowledge changed the way we live and work? What people-related business issue must managers be concerned about it? Which features which characterize the competitive business environment in the foreseeable future? Future, and how might we respond to them? Uh, what people-related problems are? likely to arise as a result of changes in the form of organizations. How uh, can we avoid the problem? And what are the HR implementation of our firm business strategy? Today, by the way, uh, when a, uh, uh, Toronto is a little bit hot, uh, out of seasons around 25 or 23, so, we didn't expect to be that hot. Anyway, so the activities involved in managing people, part one, is the first thing is when we say managing people, it means that uh, basically we're talking about. Uh, Uh, identifying staff, staffing part of it, and it's mean identifying work requirement within the an organization. Once we identify the work requirement within the, an organization, determining the number of people and the skills makes necessary to do the work. The whole thing is, you know. 
a company is made of people and people are the one who runs the companies maybe other assets but the most important asset is the people and then accordingly we do a recruiting selecting and promoting qualified candidate um in the retention part of it we will be rewarding employees for performing their job effectively because if we're now rewarding these employees we might be losing these employees ensuring the harmonious working related between the employees and managers of friendliness there and no you know the harmony is there and we maintaining this a safe and healthy work environment and we will be talking about what's a healthy work environment and what's a safe environment and it's like how it's perceived by the employees the other activities that we uh, managing people is involved in it is developing preserving and enhancing employees so uh, competence in their job by improving their knowledge skills ability and other characteristics so we trying to enhance their competence their uh, trust in themselves and by getting more knowledge training them giving them more skill abilities and other uh, characteristic and also adjustment which is maintaining the compliance with the organization's human resource policies and business strategy and this is very important that usually um, the hr managers or the hr in charge of hr get some kind of a, a business strategy because he is in charge of staffing people getting people ready to deliver and why do they need that it's just you look at it as something like um, you know when you're in a small boat and you're an individual you can maneuver easily but if you're in a big ship so mid-sized to large-sized companies um, there is made of different issues that they have to work together so uh, put it this way like you need the gas you need the people you need the captain you need all these people work together to move from point a to b and maneuver between you know obstacles so um, everybody should be aware of what's the business strategies and what's the human resource and how things is going to be the other thing that you're looking at is, is like they are managing change enhancing the ability of the organization probably to anticipate and respond to um, uh, development in its external and internal environment enable employees at all level to cope with the changes also so in in general and if we look at it in probably um in this shape you see managing people is there it's two parts part is uh, it's doing by a charge department with collaboration and co-working and assistant of line manager because the person who's in charge 
of you delivering if you're working is your line manager. So in the part of the staffing, providing data for a job or competency analysis and minimizing the qualification, uh, integrate, uh, integrating strategy plans with the HR plans. Um, interviewing candidates. So the line manager usually interviewing candidates, integrating information collected, the HR department, making the final decision on entry level hires and promotion. <clears throat> the HR department in the field of staffing, as we said, is job or competency analysis they do. They do workforce planning, they do recruitment, the compliance with the civil rights law uh, and regulation, application forms, written tests, you know, uh, it could be aptitude, IQ, mathematical tests, whatever, performance tests, they will do a first initial interviews sometimes, the background investigation, they will find out. So these are the responsibility, reference check and physical examinations. These are the responsibilities of HR. When it comes to retention, um, line managers in charge of fair treatment of its own employees, which should have a open communication, face-to-face -face resolution of conflict, promotion of teamwork, respect of the dignity of each individual and pay increase based on the merit, not on liking somebody or disliking them. On the other hand, the HR department responsibility with the retention, right compensation, good compensation and benefit employee benefits, good uh, employee relation, health and safety, employee services, these things is in charge the HR department also. So as you see, when it comes to the managing a human resource is a, a job between the line management and uh, the HR department. Furthermore, uh, the development on the job training, and these are all introduction, which is we will be talking about each one of them in, in different chapters and we dig deeper in this information. Development on the job training, job enhancement, uh, coaching, applied motivational strategies, performance, feedback, and support. And this is some kind of a work of responsibility of line manager and the HR department responsibility is development of a legal sound performance management system, a morale survey, technical training, management and organization development, career planning and counseling and talent analytics. In the adjustment part, uh, line manager is in charge of discipline, discharge, layoff, transfer, and HR manager or HR department investigations of employee complaints, uh, outplacement services, retirement counseling. And in the field of uh, managing changes, which is one of the things that this book uh, emphasizes a lot about it, is a providing a vision of where the company or unit is going to the resource, making the vision is reality. Because employees really like to know what's the vision of company, what's planning to do in the future. And this is the job of line manager. 
and the HR provide the expertise to facilitate the overall process of managing change. So the HR will be in charge of the whole uh, managing uh, the change if it's happening there. So um, human resource management or HRM, and we will be talking about uh, you know HRM or HRMS uh, or HRIS. Uh, these are different terms used, and uh, HRMS, which is a human resource management system or HR systems. So uh, human resource management or HRM is concerned with the choices that organization make from a wide variety of possible policies, practice and structure for managing the employees in order these employees help the company to reach to their strategic goals. <clears throat> Dimension of HR system, it's basically skill enhancing practice like a comprehensive recruitment rigorous selection and extensive training um, motivation enhancing practice like development performance management competitive compensation incentive and reward extensive benefit promotion and career development and then you got the opportunity enhancement practice and it is like a flexible job design, work team, em, uh, employee involvement, and information sharing. And we will be talking about all these concepts and we will see how they can benefit the whole company in general. Now this, furthermore, the human capital, human resource management, which is a dimension of HR systems, are indirectly related to financial outcome through human capital, measured use, establish the skills and educational level of, of the workforce, how educated, how well educated, how informal they are. Employee motivation, which is reflected by collective job satisfaction, uh, organization commitment, uh, organizational climate, perceived organization support, and organization uh, behavior. In the video you, you saw, it is uh, they trying to do an employee motivation through organization, creating a positive organization climate, and perceive the organizational uh, support and feel that that system here. Voluntary turnover and operational outcome is productivity, quality, service, innovation, and overall performance, uh, production performance, because, you know, there is a, a input and output, and usually companies are there to do business, and to make profit, so they want the output would be higher than the input that they are doing. The last is uh, important and practical impact on the on it is a survival and financial performance of firms, and we will talk about in the end of this chapter about the layoff and you know cut down of the hours and all these things, 
and why could be good and sometimes could mostly would be bad. Uh, productivity and quality of the work life and the people in the firms. The feature of competitive business environment is currently the business environment is very competitive and because of many things and that's where it puts pressure on the company to adjust their behavior and put a pressure on the hr to adjust their which part of the company will need to adjust their behavior and the feature of the competitive business environment is one of them is a globalization so we have an open border have allowed a new idea and technology to flow in freely uh, around the globe. Accelerated productivity and allow companies to be more competitive. So a company could be in um, North Africa competing with a Canadian company in uh, for the Canada market because this uh, free flow of information and open border, virtual border has helped that so much. The implications for the HR or human resource management is countries, companies, and workers are interconnected now. Um, and it's provide a cheap labor and plentiful resources combined with the easy of travel and communication. Because it is easy travels and communication, I can work from here to for India, for example, and somebody from Africa can work from there for China. And you know the yeah, company owners usually seeking uh, more competitive, more qualified people plus um, uh, cheaper resources to maximize their profit and maximize their productivities. So these are the features that uh, of the competitive environment, part one. The technology, as we said, with the, even with the COVID-19 now, uh, coronavirus has pushed the technology so quickly to jump so high, which is good. I, I, it, it's not a bad thing, believe me, because now there is something is happening. We have students here and we have employees here who live in downtown of Toronto and probably in a basement or something and willing to pay $2,000 or $3,000 just to be close to their work physically. With this situation, now most of us start working virtually. So these people with this amount of rent, they can get a very beautiful house on a little bit outside on you know, a nice lake and work three days there. This things I was practicing it a long time ago. One day, just a little story off the side. Um, I just were working so much stress on me and working hard because we were in the situation of launching and uh, expanding for a higher education. So, uh, and HR systems like IBM HR access. So I just packed up my stuff, my bag and uh, traveled from Kuwait and went to a small island between um, Malaysia, Indonesia and Thailand. There's some small island um, barely anything there except there is an internet and telephone lines and ATM machines. Nice food also. And I started working there. So after a few days, my boss called me and I answered them and he said, 
uh, can we meet? I said, well, no, sorry, I, we cannot meet because I'm in this island. So he laughed and he goes, okay, so what's the situation with implementing the HR IBM access in, in, in UAE? We had an upgrade where I had to get um, hardwares from UK uh, servers. I had to get the software upgrade from uh, France and both would come in UAE. And I had people coming from Egypt, uh, within UAE and within from India to work there. So he was asking me about the whole thing and how the things is going on. So I explained to him, end of the talking to him, he also laughed again and said, listen, stay there, enjoy your time. So this is the work flexibilities that you might be running because of this uh, COVID-19 thing also. And this is why I'm trying to make you work online virtually and in a group. So you will be ready for the real coming environment who's gonna be exposed to it. So the technologies, that are transforming the foundation of a global business and the organization to drive. It includes uh, cloud and mobile computing, big data and machine learning, sensors and intelligent manufacturing. These are big, big words. Advanced robotic and drones, wow. And clear energy technology, the most central use of the technologies in HRM is an organization, a human resource information system. And uh, HRIS or HRMS, uh, human resource system management or HRIS, in, in the next few lectures down the road, I probably will be presenting uh, for you uh, maybe Oracle or IBM or SAP SAP, because it is like, you know, there's two options of how to look at the whole human resource management. One, you can look at it as, you know, uh, knowledge information directly. And the another part is these uh, tier one companies came up with applications functionalities and processes that match the work. So you can see it from this part or you can see it from that part very uh, fine. The third part is the feature of competitive business environment is sustainabilities. And once again, we just uh, follow the last uh, part is sustainability is ability to meet the needs of presence without compromising the ability of future generation to meet their needs. And this is a big issue in the advanced countries um, where you don't over consume for your current because the future day people will come and they need this thing. Um, affects an organization business model uh, structure and a process. It's a challenges hiring and developing a uh, manager who can deal with the presence as well as uh, future sustainability issues. Companies should tie executive compensation to sustainability goals and result. This is a very advanced issues, which is some companies are doing it. Embedding a sustainability 
strategy deeply into the organization culture. For example, I believe I believe that for the they have uh, zero garbage, something like that. They recycle everything. Um, they wish to that position. Companies should engage in the value-based recruitment, help employees and manager link performance target to sustainability initiative and link variable pay to those initiatives. This part is the shifting that is happening uh, in the workforce. And this is a probably in the USA or North America, mostly in USA. And you see um, the, the people are getting older and they can work longer. And is uh, in the 2050, you will see that 24% of the employees of above 55, in the early 60s, when reach 55, he has an option to retire. So that even with the age is shifting, and uh, the only thing that what probably Canada is doing a good job of it is importing the new generation from outside because here as people are getting older and you know they soon going to be retired so the government has to supply them with all their needs like uh, medication hospitalization retirement house and all these should be collected from the taxpayers and if the number of workers is less than the people who is getting older and then would will have a, a hard time to balance the the government have a hard time to balance the financial statements that they have. Now, so the implication of demographic change and increasing cultural diversity for managers. The other part that we needed to talk about it is diversities and different ethnical background who are becomes more managers now. It's reduced the supply of worker at least in some field will make finding and keeping employees at top priorities. It is the, to find a qualified employees is very difficult. And some of people are very qualified, but they're not interested to go through that process, for example. So here where uh, companies thought really they coming forward to, to allocate good employees. And if you come to Toronto, to Canada, you will see lots of low entry level companies are now begging for employees like cars, like UPS deliveries and all these things. They're putting ads on their car saying, we are hiring. You go to any restaurant, uh, like a you know, coffee shop, like a... Tim Hortons, you will see a note saying we're hiring. Um, so on the in entry level, is also difficult to allocate people. Forget about the sophisticated ones. Uh, so this is, is, is getting uh, in that level. Task of managing culturally diverse workforce, of harnessing the motivation and the effort of wide variety of workers will present and continue challenge in management. You know, Diverse workforce, uh, I've, I've worked with a lot of companies who they really had a diverse workforce from uh, ethnic background, from religious background, from country background. In one company we were working, we had an, 
23 nationalities working in the same company, in the same location. So uh, diversities, background is a very important challenge thing that HR should take a look at it. The trends that are accelerating the shift toward a new form of organization in the 21st century is a creating and maintains of the optimal portfolio portfolio of resources inside as well outside the organization. So you need, as a company wants to keep all the skillful that you need inside as well as outside, uh, you know, the freelancing and all these third party companies. and You also need to decline of the routine work coupled with the expansion of complex jobs that requires flexibility, creativity, and the ability to work well with the people. So there should be flexibility to creativities, how, you know, in work. And you will see that a lot in consulting, marketing, um, sales happening long time ago, and now is moving to other jobs. Uh, and the pay should tied less to a person position or tenors in an organization and more to the market value of his or her skills. So if you notice, one of the highest paid people is usually are people who is skilled. Um, and if they are not well, they could be, you know, sales, uh, marketing, doctors, lawyers, skilled people are the ones who usually high paid. And also the upfront people also, they are highly paid if they're successful. Changing paradigm of doing business from making a product to providing a service by part-time and temporary employees. And this is where really we were uh, had a very good practice of it is because we when we launched the first application for the government uh, mobile application we we're, were talking about uh, 15 more than 15 years ago it was for the kuwait government application and hr uh, it was a ministry of hr so they are in charge of all the hr aspects and salaries and issues of the whole government employees and military. That ministry, they wanted a mobile application. So I had a team working with me from Chennai, India, uh, from, uh, uh, from Ukraine and from Russia, and all of us working on this project to go live and you know me connecting with uh, Apple, and Android, getting this application online also. So we, I couldn't give a full time to everybody. So we gave them a part-time or temporary employee job uh, according to their uh, work. Outsourcing activities that are not core competencies. Lots of firms now they're saying, okay, lots of work, let's outsource it to others. And you notice that, for example, now doctors, lawyers, accountants, to do a lots of, uh, they 
in Canada, they force focusing more on consulting and service and all other work like, uh, you know, now the accountants doing the income tax, they are in India, they do that and they shift, uh, mail it to this, the chartered accounting firms here to do the rest of consulting job or even when the doctors, they have to write the uh, report about every person so they have team who doing that. So the core competencies is being shifting company. And redefine the redefinition of work itself, constant learning, uh, more higher order thinking and less nine to five mentality. I think this class has the same approach. So it, we always, I'm gonna put you on constant learning. Uh, you're not gonna be taught, you will be learned, you'll learn. Uh, you will have more higher order thinking, creative thinking, more research, and the mentality of let me write this test and pass is probably would not be part of my test. You need to understand what's the material in order to write my test. Respond of firms to a new competitive reality using non-standard um, employees. Um, uh, restructuring, including downsizing, building uh, flexible into work schedules and rules. These are three things that is, is, is always been in the work for the last 10, 15 years, and it's getting bigger and more important. Um, Non-standard employees include the free agent or a freelancer, or now they call them the e-lancer who work for themselves, as we had people in, uh, in Ukraine and people in in, uh, in Russia, they were the e-lancers for, for us, but I signed the contract with the people, with the company in India, in, in Chennai, uh, they were uh, contractors. So, uh, and also the employees of organization, a firm is allied with employees of, and outsourcing or temporary health firms, volunteers, these are the non-standard employees. Technology, creativity, and problem-solving skills makes non-standard works more feasible for organizational workers because sometimes you don't need them always, so you call them, you pay them a little bit more uh, to do the deliver the job, better job than you keep an employee sitting on the bench. The whole goal, don't let any employee sits on the bench waiting for the goal. Keep them busy working, productive. Now, the new organizational form is virtual organization. Now it's like, a, you know, right now we're working on established a company online. And the whole goal of this company is providing um, an educational solution that reside 20 years ago in Spain and English from Canada to a Gulf region. And the company is located in, uh, in Canada. So we have a partner in, uh, uh, in, uh, in, Ku in Kuwait, in uh, Iraq, and the company is in Canada working with another company, another Canadian company who is uh, uh, represent an Spanish company to teach in, uh, 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 some some languages. This is being developed uh, working on that uh, um, uh, multi-site 
multi-organization and dynamic. So the virtual organization becomes very uh, useful and uh, lots of them happening. And there is a lot of free zones that you can establish now companies without you need to go there or to be there. Now you have the virtual workplace, employees operate remotely from each other and from managers with this COVID thing, it became very obvious, very clear to the mind. We utilize and they facilitate the widespread availability of email, teleconferencing, collaborative softwares and intranet. Um, restructuring can assume different form. The restructuring has different forms. Is one of them is downsizing, which is a planned elimination of few jobs or positions. Continues in a good time and bad time, regardless of whether the economy expanding or contracting. In the old days, when the you know uh, economy was going down, you would see uh, people getting laid off, and economy goes up, people getting hired. Here, this is happens uh, less obvious. Uh, doesn't matter whether it's expanding or or going down, you will see some kind of a layoff or canceling some position or putting two positions together or you know separating two positions from each other. So a company can restrict by selling or buying plants or lines of business or by altering reporting relationship with other reports. Uh, partnership with other companies or by laying off uh, employees. Flexibility viewed by manager and employees an exception or employee accommodation rather than a new effective way of working to achieve the business result. You know, if people would see, think that uh, flexibility is something um, given as extra for the employee. But as actually, you give flexibilities because you want the employee to produce more. But in a way, you put it in your pocket and you give it later on whenever it's necessary. You're still going to go with the rules established, but if you see something that makes it more important that you give the flexibility and is more important. When I start working, for example, for um, in um, Tech Technology Evaluation Center in Montreal, suddenly I had lots of uh, um, partners or probably customers, uh, companies, clients in Middle East and in Africa. So the timing was not fit properly, one thing. And then you find out, uh, the company found out that lots of them, they work on Sunday and they work on some, some of them on Saturday and they have Friday off. Where we are in Canada, we have a Friday and Saturday off. So uh, my management, they came later on and they tried, they gave me the flexibility of working. It's actually for them, it's better because then I can produce better. Because Sunday, they told me you can work on Sunday, but you can take off the Friday. You can not to be uh, uh, stop uh, at, at, at work and start uh, probably uh, 
working um, again. Um, the time I, I chose to work and the days I chose to work. And it was good for me because this is where I was able to communicate with the customers and I don't have to work overtime to talk to the customer or stay, you know, uh, uh, because it's gonna be affecting my long-term work. If I don't, they don't show me flexibility. Keys to making a business case for increased flexibility is talent management, human capital outcome, and financial operation and business outcome. So these are the keys where you are planning, look at it, uh, you know, you wanted to looking at the outcome, the operational on the business, and then accordingly to, do, to give that flexibility to them. Implementation of flexibility is a different spectrum as a big spectrum, as we said, and you can look at it case by case and it's in the pocket. The standard is there, but you will do accordingly to you know, the need of the people, you'll probably give the flexibility. Individual accommodations, as we said, special arrangement or a deal uh, are granted on a case by case based on this is on and uh, are often kept as a secret. Policies and programs in a place, policies and program exist, but flexibility is used only in a pocket across the organization. So you give flexibility to some of them, not all of them. Flexibility has many phases, uh, widespread use of formal and informal flexibility meets uses and individual needs, new ways of working, result-driven oriented, where flexibility work practice, utilize and management strategy achieve business result issue. Let me give you a very good example. When I, uh, one of the companies like an international turnkey system I started working, um, on the third or fourth day, I went to my manager and I told him, um, uh, tomorrow I cannot make it to work because I have things to do. He looked at me and he said, tell me something use, useful, please. In other words, what he meant, he meant that you are free to not to come, you are free to come anytime. There is no sign in, no sign out, no punch in, no punch out. I was happy with that, to know that. And, uh, but here's the catch. It is result-driven culture. So they give you work, and you have to deliver. They're not gonna follow you, whether you are in or not. But I found out, I come, for example, at nine, by five o'clock or four, at four o'clock, it's time to go home. I find out people just sitting, they're not going. And instead of leaving at four, which is that's when the work done, I see people start leaving around six-ish, six o'clock, because people are keep working and they don't care about the timing because they have the freedom of not coming or coming late or you know working from home. So they found it is a place, it's a very good flexibility there, which is just fine. Then you just, uh, you know, coming from eight to four or nine to five. If you don't produce, then they show you the door. Productivity is measured of output of goods and services relative to the input of labor, material, and equipment. 
um, and we will show you on the next slide what it meant. Improve of organization competitive position relatively to the its rivals. Result in a higher pay and improved purchase power workers. What it means that means there is inputs and there is outputs. And private businesses and businesses, they are looking at the labor capital equipment as an input. With a more productivity organization, you would see goods and services outputs should be much larger than the input. If you are a if your input is you, you have a less productive organization, then you will see the goods and service output is a smaller or equal with each other. And this is probably most of the time we see it with the government organizations. With the private, mostly we will see this where they their output should be much larger than the input. And that's where the investors will be more interested in investing in these companies. So the productivity is very important. Now the section where there's more perceived how they see is the what you call the quality of work life or the QWL. It's a set of views as a set of objective organizational condition and practice such as a promotion from within company, within the policy democratic and friendly supervision, employees' involvement, um, good, safe working condition, um, employees' perception that they are safe and relatively satisfied, they have a reasonable work-life fit, and they are able to grow and develop as a human being. These are the things that you saw in the video where you know they feel safe, happy, relative, related to each other, nice, safe working environment, and there is a future for them. And that's where they're trying to Googling thing. Involve, it's involved giving workers the opportunity to make the decision about the design of their job and workspace places. And you saw weird looking people who's, you know, sitting on some kind of a balls or something and trying to work or while they're walking or something like that. Um, what they need to uh, make product or to deliver service most effectively. I'll give you one example. We, I was, in the beginning of my work, I was sharing uh, in the old days, I was sharing an office with somebody and he was looking at the window. So our supervisor came in and um, he looks at me. I was looking at my computer and working there. And But that person was looking at the window. So the supervisor was a little bit sarcastic, said, okay, so what are you doing? He looks at him, smiled, and he said, I'm working. Said through the window, he said, yes. I'm thinking about the, the, this case, and this is the situation, and this is the analysis that I came up with it, and this is the solution that I think that's. So working doesn't mean that, you know, you have to be sitting in the office and papers and pens, and that probably a different type type of working. So it's just a, it is the success required our willingness to share the power, extensive training for workers and managers and continue experiment with the new ideas. So it's involved with what they need uh, to make 
product or to deliver service most effectively. If this person needed the looking through the window to come up with a solution, let it be. If you wanted to go for a coffee or a, maybe taking a nap, then he can be more productive and make a, do a better solution, let it be. So these are the things that every individual can determine how things that he needs to deliver a successful uh, services. Now there is a standard, but there is some extra or less needed for delivering the services successfully. And basically uh, uh, the QL, QWL is mostly perceived, and uh, you could have all kinds of things there, but it's not perceived, uh, then would not be successful. Now, the HR competencies, we're talking about the qualities that HR department should have, the competencies that they have. They should have a human resource expertise, knowledge of the principle, practice, and function of effective human resource management. They should have a business acumen, ability to understand and apply information to contribute to the organization strategic plan. So they need to have information experience, getting ability to gather this information in order to help the company in the beginning of the, the class, we spoke about that they need to meet also the strategic plan and strategic plan goals. They should be able to critical evaluation ability to interrupt, interpret information to make a business decision and do a recommendation. Um, and we will be talking about this each part separately. Consultations to provide a guidance to organizational stakeholders to help the management of each department to understand what they do and help them to guide them from a human power, manpower. And leadership and navigation, ability to direct and contribute to initiatives and process within the organization because there is some changes so should be able to understand these changes and should be able to provide manpower resources or adjust the manpower resources to, to easy to match the future changes there. They should be uh, providing uh, ethical pra uh, practice. So the ability to con integrate core values, integrities and accountability through all the organization and business practice. So if you don't have, a company doesn't have any core values, any ethical issues, you will have lots of people uh, just quitting that and moving to other companies. Communication should be very strong, very effective in exchanging communication with the stakeholders. And here when we talk about stakeholders is from the owner, the management, anybody who, employees, uh, anybody who is involved in the uh, company. Relationship management, ability to manage interaction, to provide services and support to the organization, and a global and cultural effectiveness, which is ability to value and consider the perspective and background of all parties. As we said, we will be also talking. This is only a chapter of introduction for these uh, issues. Now, the categorization of these competencies, there is a technical business leadership and 
uh, interpersonal. The technical HR expertise should be understanding people, organization, the workplace, the strategies. That's from a technical. And then the business-wise, there should be business equipment, understand the business, what makes it sell, what makes it more productive, what makes it more competitive. They should have a critical evaluation and consultations. In a leadership, they should be a leaders and they practice the ethicals because they are should implement the ethical practice. And they should have a strong interpersonal, which is a communication, relationship management, and global and cultural mass. So by this, we've finished the chapter one. And um, um, I hope it was a little bit longer, more information there, but I hope you have enjoyed it. And I, as we said in the beginning, there would be step-by-step, step, I will be introducing more applications that you can utilize, the more group teams working and, and uh, you know, uh, if you start from the early stage, your base will be much stronger and then you can be very easily passing my course. Okay, you have a nice day and enjoy the rest of the day and I'll see you in the next class. Bye-bye.